This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pasha's Nayak Tavshin Pe'alef. This Pasha we have the story of the marble. The world was destroyed. We see in Post Imperic Vav, Post Yud Gimel, Hashem comes and he says, Vayemer, Alekim, Lanayach, Kate's called Basha Balafanai. The end of all flesh has come to me. Why? Because of robbery is all over the place, I'm going to destroy the earth. Hashem saw the world was so corrupt, was so immoral, that Hashem said there's no choice but to go and destroy the world. And Hashem tells Nehatibul the Teva, he goes on the Teva, he's on there for a little over a year, a year and a few days, and then he comes off. And now Hashem tells Neach, he is supposed to start the world again, to populate the world again. Neach brings a, a carbon, and it's a reach nechayach to Hashem. Hashem is pleased with the carbon. And then Hashem tells Neach that don't worry, I will never destroy the world again. No matter what happens, I will not destroy the world again. And he gives him a sign, the well-known sign. He shows him a rainbow, and he says, You'll see the rainbow. Whenever you see the rainbow, you will know that the world was meant to be destroyed, but because of our agreement, our bris, our treaty, I will never destroy the world. Which leads us to two questions. Number one, we know that everything Hashem does is for our benefit. Everything Hashem does is for our benefit. If that's the case, when Hashem destroyed the world because the people were so immoral, the people were so corrupt, that was good. Otherwise, Hashem wouldn't have done it. It was beneficial for them to be destroyed. Perhaps they should continue to, uh, to continue to do Averos and get even do even worse. So Hashem says it's beneficial for them to be destroyed. That being the case, what happened after the Mabal? After the Mabal, Hashem says, even if the world becomes so immoral, even if the world becomes so corrupt, I'm not going to destroy them again. Why not? Isn't it a good thing? Isn't it beneficial for them to be wiped out? Isn't it beneficial for them to be destroyed? Because Hashem did that before the Mabal. And if we're saying after the Mabal, that Hashem changes his mind, he's realizing, oh, that was a mistake? There's no such thing. What happened before the Mabal when Hashem said, they're so corrupt, they deserve to get destroyed? And after the Mabal, when they can do the same things, but I'm not going to destroy the world. Is it beneficial or is it not beneficial? Number two, when we see a rainbow, and we think that a show is going to destroy the world, and because of that rainbow, and because of the treaty, Hashem is not destroying the world. And yet, we make a brach on the rainbow, but we don't tell anybody about it. That's right, we're not supposed to go. You see a rainbow, you're not going to show everyone there's the rainbow. You're supposed to go, you see it. But if the whole purpose of the rainbow is to tell us that the world is deserving to get destroyed, why don't we tell everybody? If there's a sighting of a rainbow, everybody should be told about it. Everyone should get together and do tshuva. Why is it that we keep it to ourselves if we see a rainbow? What happened was as follows. As far as explained, that when human beings were created, we had tremendous, tremendous potential. We could cause so much good. We could affect the world in such a positive way. But we know Kadesh Bochul created the world, Hashem created the world, Zulu Mazu, Zelu Mazeh. Everything has a counterweight. And if we have the ability to cause such amount of good, 
and we can make the world such a good place, such a better place. Well, the flip side is, we have the kayak and the power and the ability to destroy the world, to bring harm to the world, to bring the world down. And that's what happened. Before the Mabel, human beings had tremendous kayak to do a tremendous amount of good. And we had the kayak, the power to do bad, which is what we did. After the Mabel, Hashem said, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to bring you down a notch. I'm not going to allow you anymore to have that power, which means that you have the power to do good, but you can't do so much good anymore. Because the flip side is, you can't do so much harm anymore. In other words, human beings' potential were downgraded. Think about it if you have a bike. A bike's great. You can go further than if you were just walking. You can go faster than if you were just walking. The flip side is, it can't cause that much damage. If you're not paying attention when you drive the bike, you'll fall down, you'll hurt yourself, maybe you'll hit another person, but that's about it. Imagine if you're driving a car. Imagine you're driving a bus full of people. It's great. You can go very far. It's comfortable. You can take a lot of people with you. But God forbid, you're not paying attention. The amount of harm you can cause is a lot. Which means the more potential you have for good, the more potential there is for the other side. And therefore, after the Mabel, Hashem said, your potential is downgraded. You can do great stuff, but not as great as you could have done before the Mabel. And this way, you will never reach a point where the world needs to be destroyed. And that's why when we look at a rainbow, we don't show it to anybody else. Because the rainbow is not a sign for anyone else other than the person who sees it. When a person sees a rainbow, he thinks to himself, wow, if not for that episode, my potential would have been so much greater. And then perhaps he should think, am I utilizing my potential now? I have so much good that I can do. That amount of good that Hashem did give me the ability to do, am I doing that? And that is something that we should think about and contemplate when we see a rainbow and think, we make the bracha and think to ourselves, Hashem downgraded the potential of human beings. But am I reaching the potential that I do have? The Nitziv, the Tali Tzihud of Berlin, who was born in the early 1800s in the city of Mir, later became the Roshiva of the Yeshiva in Velazhen. He wrote many, many svarim. He wrote the Hamik Shaila, the Hamik Davar, Mareme Sada, the Meshav Davar, many svarim. He was such a masmid that someone once asked him, is it true that you learn 20 hours a day? He said, no, I don't learn 20 hours a day. I only learn 16 hours a day. But the trick is, I do it also on Friday, on Shabbos, and on Yom Tif. Even on the day of his wedding, they have to pull him out of the Vesmedish to get him ready for his chuppah. And later on, when he got a little older, he wrote his first sefer of many, the Hemek Shaila, on the Shiltis of Rebbe Chaigai. And by, he made a little suda celebrating that he finished his work. It was a tremendous work. And he said over that when he was a young boy of around 11 years old, he wasn't learning so well in yeshiva. And as much as his Rebbe tried to get him to learn and his parents tried, it wasn't working. He wasn't doing anything. He was wasting his time. And one day he's in his house at night and he heard his parents talking. And his father said, you know, the Malamid told me that it's really not working out with Harish Leib, as he used to call him then. And his parents were talking. They said, you know, it doesn't make sense that he should waste his time. It's the worst thing to waste time. Tomorrow morning, I'm friends with the shoemaker and Shul and maybe he could be an apprentice to him. And this way, at least, he'll make an honest living. 
Rav Tzali Tzvi heard this. He ran into the kitchen. He started crying. He says, please, please don't do that. I'll change. I'll learn. I'll use my time better. The parents were surprised that he heard this. They said, okay. And sure enough, from that day forward, he devoted himself to study and to learn. And he wrote all these for him. But he said, when he wrote this first safer, he was telling the people there, he says, you know, if I would have been a shoemaker, I probably would have been a very good shoemaker. I would have been very honest. And I would have made sure to daven every day with the minion three times a day. And I would have made sure to learn probably every morning and every evening. And then after I would die, I would come up to Shemayim. And would say, Herr Schleib, where is your hammock Shiloh? I'll say, what? What are you talking about? What do you mean? You're supposed to write a safer. So me? <laughs> I'm a shoemaker. I said, no, 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 no. You were supposed to write the hammock Shiloh. And I realize now, so I'm, therefore I'm celebrating now that I made the right decisions. We all have such tremendous potential. The question is, how much are we ready to go and use all that potential? Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.